Hello, and welcome to the Inside OSU podcast. We're featuring the Cowboys Coming Back plan. I'm Julia Benbrook. On this episode, I'm talking with Dr. Jeanette Mendez, who serves as the Vice Provost in the Division of Academic Affairs. She's explaining what OSU is doing to make sure that students get the academic experience they've always hoped for, while keeping themselves and other members of the Cowboy family safe. Not every class will be face-to-face, but we are trying to put as many of our classes, keep them face-to-face as possible. To do that, we need to socially distance within the classrooms. So we had to create a six-foot perimeter around every student in the classroom and reduce that capacity. So class sizes are changing, or they will be moving to larger classrooms that can support that. We're looking at kind of some non-traditional classrooms as well. Students will be wearing masks. So we will, that is an expectation that you will come to class with a mask on and that you will wear that um, during class and then when you are entering buildings and when you are around campus. Um, But other than that, we're working as hard as we can to, again, keep everyone safe but maintain as much of the experience that a student has at being OSU in any given semester. And class schedules are changing. Can you touch on how those timeframes will adjust? Yeah, some of the class schedules are changing and really that was just our way. We needed more classroom space if we're going to start to move classes around and reduce capacities or put classes in larger venues. And so we eliminated the common exam Um, So there are no common exams. Those will be held at at an alternative time or within your normal class period, which opened up all those common exam times. Um, And we shifted our schedule on Tuesday, Thursday, and it created a noontime block and pushed the afternoon back a little bit. And it created at the end of the afternoon, another time block as well. Um, The noontime and and that later afternoon have been popular. um, And we have not moved all of our classes in yet. That's gonna take a few weeks. So there's still some movement, but we expect that we probably will have to utilize um, both the new time periods and the common exam and kind of map out um, all our class periods. We also, um, in doing that, um, adjusted the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The times will not change, but um, we are giving 15 minutes in between classes kind of reduce the congestion walking to and from classes. Um, What that means is in your Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes to make up for that five minutes that's in essence lost, you will, there will be alternative assignments or, or something outside of class that'll make up for it. So the instruction time is the same. And thinking back to my own college experience, making friends is a huge part of those classes. And I know they're still together, but with the social distancing, you know, do you have any advice for especially freshmen as they just try to meet people? Sure. I mean, we, we know that that, that is important and we're putting in a, a number of, of 
different um, options. So within class, I still expect that there will be um, interaction, just interaction from a little bit of a distance. We're encouraging and we're always putting out information to students and faculty. That faculty be, can be creating um, just discussion groups within their Canvas um, platform that they can do a lot of different things to create these small um, groups that maybe you're not face-to-face -face all the time, but you can create that sense of community even online for a face-to-face -face class. We also have partnered with Mentor Collective which is a group that runs um, peer mentoring programs. And this will be available to all of our incoming students to OSG. We'll have student activities. We'll still have um, Greek life, all these things, but we'll be doing them in ways that again, will be a little more structured to allow that socially dis um, social distance, but it doesn't mean that we won't be engaging with um, students and we won't be encouraging them to engage. What about the student-professor relationships. Will office hours still be available? Yes, office hours are always available. That will be virtual. Um, now, there will be cases where if a student um, went to a faculty member's um, office and they were able to socially distance, that would not be a problem. Um, but we know we have many faculty and advisors that might not have the ability to create that safe environment. So we are encouraging that to be virtual. But faculty, advisors, everyone is always accessible to students. In fact, um, one of the things we did learn from spring is that that virtual um, office hours and virtual advising went really well. And so I think that we can capitalize on those types of things. And you mentioned the spring. We have done this before at this point. We had a little bit of a test run. What went well and what are you looking to improve with the online learning experience? I think it went well overall. I, I think we have to remember that we moved every single class online in a very quick fashion at an odd point during the semester. And we asked a lot of faculty um, and a lot of students to adjust to this new environment, they're at home um, and, and they're trying to make these adjustments. And so I think um, where things will be different in fall is we, we've had time to plan for this. So courses that might go online have had all summer to plan to be online. And I think there's a lot of discussion here about um, that I'm hearing um, that online might not be as good of a learning environment. Online classes, when they are done well, and I mean, don't just put a syllabus up there and put some lecture notes up there. They are really, truly great learning opportunities for students and faculty can be extremely engaging and they can do so many things with that platform. And so I think what we learned in spring is faculty learned the things they would want to do differently and then now had the time to be able to plan for that. But that said, we are still planning that the majority of the classes and especially our large freshman classes, we're trying to put as many incoming students in as many face-to-face -face classes as possible. So in that sense, um, what we learned in spring might not apply as much, but I do think um, we, we are selling short uh, the value of online classes. 
What happens in those in-person classes if someone does test positive for COVID-19? We are working through a lot of the logistics. I'll say someone asked recently how much of our day is planning um, for fall. It's 100%. That's all we're doing. Everything kind of stopped and we are just planning for fall. So some of that is still in motion. One thing I know that we're doing on the academic side is we are not requiring attendance. Um, so faculty cannot use attendance in their classes for points in classes. And that's because if you don't feel good, we don't want you coming to class. We are gonna do everything we can to live stream that, put a video recording of that class up there, do something so that you don't feel compelled to come to class sick because of an attendance, okay? So um, we have removed attendance policies across the board. That said, we are asking faculty to have seating charts and take attendance, but that's so we can then do contact tracing if we need it. So if someone tests positive, we would be able to find out which classes they were going to and where they were seated and who might be around them. It's not the only thing that we would end up doing because of course we're going to, we've partnered, we're working with Payne County Health Department, we will do contact tracing um, if someone tests positive and then we will implement a number of other measures in terms of um, notifying anyone that could have been exposed, um, thorough cleaning. A lot of those measures in terms of cleaning will be ongoing anyway. Um, but again, I think on the academic side, the one thing that we'll emphasize is there's no attendance policy, but we're encouraging attendance to be taken so that we can help facilitate contact tracing if someone does test positive. We also, in Res Life, um, we have dorms available for quarantine should that be needed. Both graduate students and honors students often have a few added elements to their coursework, um, maybe research projects, things like that. What will those things look like? I think they'll be the same. I mean, a lot of um, a lot of the projects seem to be one-on-one um, -on -one or small group. We will still have students in laboratories. We will have research projects and um, in laboratories, again, with social distancing protocols. Um, for grad students working with advisors, um, with a graduate advisor, all of that will continue. We do not want any disruption to a student's progress towards degree. So we've worked closely with the graduate college. We're working closely with the honors college. Both of them already have things in place and messaging to their students um, to assure them that what, what happened in the spring and how we are accommodated in the fall um, should not in any way stop anyone's progress towards their degree. There are laws right now that are keeping people from traveling to certain countries. What does study abroad look like? Is that even something that's on your radar? You know, what's interesting is when I think back to study abroad, I mean, that, that those were our very first decisions that we were making in March was, do we hold this spring break trip? And now what do we do about this summer trip? Um, and what we did in canceling those, which seemed so long ago, um, and in so much um, uncertainty at the time. But what we did, as we learned, is we, we have suspended study abroad for now. So we will not be doing any fall study abroad classes. Um, right now, um, uh, the, our ability to go to other countries is governed by um, those other countries and it's not looking um, positive at the moment. Now, we just don't know where we'll be in the middle of fall, if that could open up for spring. Um, but of course, if 
if we're banned from going to certain countries, there you go, we're not going to be able to do that. Um, I know the study abroad office is trying to figure out, are there other alternatives um, to that type of experience? Are there um, safer destinations that we could travel to? What would that look like? Thinking ahead to finals week, how does that work? Okay, um, so finals week, when we get to Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving break, this is the first year that we don't have fall break and we have that week of Thanksgiving with no classes. Um, so when we get to that week of Thanksgiving, there'll be no classes and then dead week and finals week will move online. Now that's gonna look differently depending on who you're talking to. Um, so uh, res halls, campus, um, dining, all of that will still be open. So students, you do not need to be afraid if you don't have anywhere to, um, to go during that time, it will still be open in those two weeks to come back to. Commencement is still being scheduled um, to be held. But what we wanted to reduce is the number of people going away from campus and then coming back to campus. Since we know um, this uh, virus is spreading in that type of way. Now, some classes might decide that they they don't do a final exam. Instead, they do multiple tests and they might do a test before Thanksgiving and then during finals week might have group projects. Others will just move their finals um, online or um, in some take-home fashion or whatever the instructor thinks makes the most sense. If you have more specific questions, you can refer to the Cowboys Coming Back plan on the okstate.edu website. We also have detailed podcasts that cover residential life and campus health questions. Those are already posted on the insideosupodcast.edu website. We're excited to have the Cowboy family back in Stillwater. We hope each of you are staying safe and doing well. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.